What can we expect from season Thank you for being here tonight. Uh, we saw a lot with your character last season, kind of trying to, like, processing grief, processing the loss of a... DBPS4. What can we expect from season five? Five, five, Hello, five, five, and five, welcome five, to five, the Danden's Den. Boom, boom. <laughs> yeah, on Danden Bray Presents. <laughs> we are trying something new. Um, we're currently actually outside the den right now. So we're going to yeah. step into the den in a few moments... But we just want to set up what's going on outside of the den first. Uh, right, but we haven't met each other. But we haven't met, yeah. <laughs> Let's just introduce ourselves real quick as <laughs> presenters. But yeah, this is a Dan and Bray Presents podcast. We changed the format on a weekly basis. And this is a brand new format debuting in this season five. Presenter order, presenter Brandon here, new format. Uh, presenter Danny here, soon to be dead master Danny. And I am presenter Dave, and uh, I am kind of like Dandyland. I invented this uh, format, this new format, um, kind of game-based, but more life-based. It's real life-based, I guess. It's us doing our own little spin, the Dan and Brave way of famous 2000s uh, TV series Shark Tank. Shark, Shark Tank. Tank. And can you explain what Shark Tank is to the layman, uh, Brandon? <laughs> the lay, the sure. lay listener. Uh, Shark Tank is a show that only airs in hotels. Um, <laughs> there are no seasons, and it just is on repeat. And uh, you know, uh, entrepreneurs, young entrepreneurs or startup companies go in and they pitch their products to um, you know established. Uh, investors and uh entrepreneurs in bu our, yeah businessmen and women and uh they are you know pitching their products to get uh the sharks to invest in their company and to grow their business and work with them and uh you know then they negotiate what the stake will be in the company and all that stuff and sometimes you know they sometimes they walk out there empty-handed sometimes they leave a deal on the table because they don't want to give up a certain percentage of their company you know it's uh it's good drama it's good tv yeah very but it's also affecting real lives yeah very very popular show but instead of shark tank this is danden's den right and we're very excited to have our spin on it and i think dave and like also like these Busi they're like existing businesses. They're like trying to take their business to the next level, right? That's like so. What how I did it is that I came with um, a couple of commercials uh, from the '90s of established products. These are like I think sometimes like I mean these are pretty well known commercials or well known products at least, and um, kind of took those commercials as inspiration for my pitches. And uh, we're trying to expand these big businesses. Um, and maybe like, you, you know, give them more money. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a nineties theme this season. So we're sticking with early to early mid nineties, yeah, yes. uh, <laughs> uh, based products and commercials that 
are out there, but Dave's going to try and pitch these products to us. The uh, we're not sharks; we are den masters. Yeah. I don't really like. I don't like it. I don't like the term den masters, but that that's what we are. Well, because the the Japanese version of Shark Tank is called Dragon's Den, and it kind of sounds like Danden's Den. Like Danden's Den is like our closest. Yeah. No, 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 I understand why. Yeah, I just want to make it clear, like, (laughs) to the people, they might not know Japanese TV, like we do. (laughs) Right. Famously. So, yeah, it's Dan and Zen for us, uh, but it's, you know, basically 90s commercial Shark Tank. We're all very excited. This is, um, I'm usually the idea guy. This is 100% Dave's thing. So if it's not good, not me. (laughs) Not me this time. Your hands are clean. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. So we're just gonna experiment with this. Um, I don't know. Who knows what's gonna happen? And as we've learned and talked about recently, um, way less listens on the sports-related music content. Yeah. DBPS NFM. This isn't that at all. So we'll no, probably get more listens. Yeah. We're trying to really get out of the of the, the sports game. <laughs> There's no money in sports. So. Can you guys even imagine a Dragons Den? Well. Be crazy be very scary imagine dragons den (laughs) (laughs) well i mean honestly i can which is i I don't know if that makes i don't know if if, i don't know if that makes me like this like guy of great imagination or not but i really can picture a den so i can and you can too on danden's (laughs) den so yeah why don't we step inside this den and get this thing started, we're going to introduce our entrepreneurs, uh, played by Brandon and Dan. <laughs> and then I'm going to be the uh, startup kind of guy uh, and give my pitch to them. It, and this is this den is kind of like a time machine. Yeah, we're going to be t- taking uh, right. Bill and Ted style to the early 90s. <laughs> early to mid 90s. <laughs> Great. Um, Are you excited? It's also for the listeners. This it's basically improvised, so we'll see how it goes. Well, I have a I have a script, so yeah. <laughs> these guys. It's a lot of work for me and Brandon. <laughs> I'm not feeling confident, but uh, we'll see how this works out. It could be a disaster. It could be a real shark attack. Yeah. <laughs> um. So just let's enter the Danden. The Dan Den. Bruce, Bruce Lee reference. <laughs> Thank you, got All right, it. let's nice. enter the Danden. We're in. Let's meet the Den Masters. Yeah, we're in. We're in the Dan Den, and I'm I'm Den Master. I'm Den, Den Master, Master Brandon. Brandon. I like to keep my portfolio diverse. I've got a lot of I got a lot of coals in the fire. Um, I got I got a lot of money funneling into this company. It's going to be a big internet company. The internet's going to be big. I'm a you know a capital investor and ask Jeeves. Um, you know brick and mortar. I got limited two, and I got uh, I got Hollywood video and linens and things. Big companies that are going to be you know uh, you know hyper relevant in the next couple of years. And um, Donkey Share is uh, you know this great like peer to peer. Uh, online program that's just going to be it's going to be the buzz everyone's going to be talking about it nice thank you uh very impressive yeah very impressive brandon hey uh who was that <laughs> that just said very impressive could you get out of here please <laughs> sir can you can you get out of the den please security <laughs> i don't know who that was get him out of here not a dead master 
Dan Master Brandon, thank you so much. I'm very excited for all the you know the businesses you have your hands in. Really excited to see how well those do. Feeling very confident about every single business you just mentioned. They seem foolproof, fail safe. Um, hi to all the uh, audience out there in uh, <laughs> TV land. Uh, it's me, uh, Dan Master Danny. Um, I'm a bit of an entrepreneur myself. I am currently the CEO of Enron. We are an American energy, commodities, and services company based in uh, Houston, Texas. I've uh, been around since 1985, and things are going incredibly well. Um, tip, um, have a really sharp financial and accounting team here uh, w- within Enron. Um, great group of guys. And I anticipate a long and safe future for us. And it's the early to mid-90s right now, and things are going really well. Yeah, uh, Den, Den Master Danny and I, actually, we met in, in uh, a garage workshop park uh, where we each had our own garage. We were like, our workshop park was next to, you know, Steve Jobs and, and Wozniak of the, you know, that like failed company, Apple. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's where I came up with the idea for the Virtual Boy. And, uh, you know, that's going to be hitting the market or it has, you know, I haven't really been following the trends because I just kind of put my ideas out there and let it run. (laughs) Uh, True. Yeah, we um, I've I've been involved in a lot of different partnerships with Donald Trump. Um, You know, those, um, you know, in a number of his uh, casinos, we're working on Trump University right now. It's um, (laughs) um, and it's things are going really well. But, you know, we're. As Den Masters, we're, we're entrepreneurs. We're always trying to look for new businesses and new things to to yeah. invest in. And we're excited to be a part of this uh, this show, the Danden's Den, where uh, we could show people out there um, that you can make it happen. Yeah. You, too, can have a window view, uh, you know, in Building 7 in the World Trade Center uh, Plaza. <laughs> um, and, you know, because that's, that's where I'm centered right now. That's where my headquarters is. I also have headquarters in Oklahoma City. Um, <laughs> it's a large, also kind of like a garage type park. That's where one of, uh, my locations of one of my companies is located. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You were really attached to the blue collar vibe of that garage yeah. park. Yeah. So we need to bring the first, uh, entrepreneur in here. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hungry for ideas. I'm hungry for creativity. The den is buzzing. Yeah. We're, um, I think we're ready to see our, our, uh, first uh, presentation, um, although I think it came in here and interrupted us before, so he's off to a kind of a rough start, um, but still yeah. intrigued by what uh, he has to offer, and we'll see if, uh, you know, if we're both are, you know, willing to invest, if neither of us are willing to invest, maybe one of us, um, and see what uh, what he's looking for in these uh, new products and, and companies that, that he's got going. Yeah. yeah. First into the den tonight is Dave, an aspiring jeansman. The last thing he wants to be is sent home with the denim blues. Hi, I'm Dave, but because of my business, my friends like to call me Blue Jean Davey. I live in Long Branch, New Jersey. It's an interesting and enriching environment that is very conducive to excellent denim design decision making. I'm right on the water, so, you know, blue waves, blue jeans, what can I say? Being in denim for so many months, uh, I've learned to be very adaptable in life. I can be loose, straight, skinny, boot cut, 
flared. Mom. I'm really hoping that the Den Masters will fit right into this brand like they would a great pair of jeans. And if not, I got a tailor on speed dial to bail me out. <laughs> oh, hey, Dandens. Uh, my name is Dave. I am so honored that you would call me an entrepreneur, too. Um, <laughs> coming from your guys' mouths, that's that means the world to me. So off the bat, this, thank you so much. You got to really, you know, present a good case here because, you know, you, you interrupted us earlier, but it's okay. You know, um, our security guard, uh, Danny Bonaducci, you know, took, took you out of the room. You needed some work. So at least we got to give him some reps. Oh, uh, if we could actually speed this up, I've got, uh, I've got tickets to Andrew Dice Clay later. Miss Muffet <laughs> sat on a After the show. I, oh, I love the Dice Man. I'm a, oh my God. I'm a Dice Head as well. Um, so that's just makes me so happy to know that my heroes are just like me. Um, but anyway, I, my name is Dave and I, I just want to put it out there at first that I am a bugle boy and here's my song to you. Hopefully you find it, uh, that it's the perfect pitch. He <laughs> he, um, I'm looking for an investment of two mil, uh, for 2% of my company bugle boy. And I just want to share a little video that will kind of explain what we're all about these days. Not impressed so far. <laughs> okay. Here's a lady driving a car. She turns around. She's driving fast. So just to explain the video real quick, uh, uh, quick um, it was a very attractive lady um, driving a sports car that was red colored, and um, she's passing by a you know a guy on the highway, and then she turns around her her car, stops, pulls over next to that man, and says, "Is that Bugle Boy's jeans?" And he says, "Yeah," and she says, "Thank you," and then leaves. Would would you say that's accurate description? I would say that's I would agree accurate. that's accurate. Okay, so, you know, my, my business began with a very clear vision to make jeans unblurry. <laughs> Growing up in the small hillbilly town of Jackson, New Jersey, I found that most jeans, and let's be honest, clothes in general of other drivers were extremely hard to make out while driving, especially at accelerated speeds. Um, I'm a curious boy. I'm a bugle boy as I said, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. I like to know who's wearing who and who's fucking who too, but that's a different story. Uh, anyway, hey, it's like a to family be show. <laughs> this is a family <laughs> show. We're trying to teach uh, entrepreneurialism and economics. Okay, I guess, well, to, <laughs> to I'm going to say I'm a, curious, I'm a curious guy. I like to know what's going on with other people. I like to be up on the latest fads, and I just found that I really couldn't do that unless I was outside of a moving car. So I was given this crazy dilemma, you know, to, to fix. How to craft a jean that's so sexy, so identifiable, 
so emblematic that it can be spotted on the freeway, the highway, or any other preferred major thoroughfare by other drivers. The way we achieve this is by elevating the gene from being just a boring old two-dimensional item to an orgasmic <laughs> three-dimensional item. All genes up to this point, this is the early 90s, so up to this point in the early 90s, all genes up to this point have that first dimension of feel. You know, you put on some denim slacks over your bottom part of your body because they feel so good. And all genes do the second dimension, which is sight. Damn, those genes make my ass look good. You know, stuff like that. So most genes got the feel down, got the, the visual down. But when it comes to the third dimension, which is of course sound, <laughs> all they can really give you is a zipping up and down of the fly when you go take a leak. Um, but Bugle Boy Jeans takes that third dimension and really turns up the volume. You know, jeans are usually associated with rock and roll, but has a gene ever played rock and roll? Nope. And honey, nothing screams rock and roll like the electrified sound of a bugle. Check this out. Damn. Okay, that's just a rockin' good time. I don't know about you guys, but... Whoa. Um, so basically, our genes... Our genes play a little classic bugle jingle when people pass them by. So to say... That's why it's it's a bugle boy gene. People know it's a bugle boy gene because our... our our jeans play bugle sounds when you pass them by. And that's how you know it's a bugle boy jean. Hmm. And, <laughs> and to match that never before heard innovation with a brand name as unsexy and dumb as bugle boy, that was just icing on the cake. We were really looking for a name for the company that conveyed a wiener, implied like a wiener genitalia, but to do so in the stupidest way possible. So we, we tried out Dick Boy, but the brand Dickies already kind of cornered that particular market. We focus groups um, Penis Boy. That did sound just like too perverted. It was just too on the nose. Um, but Bugle Boy has the perfect balance of penile illusion and musicality that we, we loved. Um... So yeah, part of the investment will be um, for research of other brass instruments outside of the bugle, like the cornet. Just, you know, believe it or not, there are bigger and better brass instruments than the bugle, but um, we kind of want to expand in that way. And also this tuning of the instrument is a big thing. Um, so I don't know. What do you say? Will you give us a, will you give bugle boy a blow? Hmm. Nice, uh, nice presentation. Okay, thank you. What is your name again? Um, my name is Dave. Dave Cologne. Okay, Donald. Thank you so much, Don. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So, presenter or right. uh, <laughs> <Dan> master, <laughs> uh, Brandon. Uh, we have a lot to think about here. 
Got a lot to think about. I took a lot of notes. You know, there. You know, you, you said a lot of things that really spoke to me. Um, you know, f you know, genes are famously two-dimensional. Uh, all my genes are two-dimensional. I am, in, in fact, a sprite character, and my life is a side-scroller, and my name is actually Cool Spot. Uh, so I, I relate to this very well. Um, I appreciate that. But what I, what I want to know is I want to talk about you know I want to talk about the technology that we're investing in because if mm -hmm. you're if we're going into this third dimension you know you said you you were asking for two million at, at a two percent uh, investment is that correct? Um, let me go through my notes. Yeah, I think I yeah I did say that actually. Forgot. So that, you know that puts your that puts your evaluation of your company at one hundred million dollars. So, oh, where really? You know, where, where, where does uh, you know, how does that alloc allocate? Like, where is what is the denim to tech to tech you know to technology to brass research rate ratio breakdown? Where is that money coming from? Um, well, hopefully it's coming from you. <laughs> um, where's it going to? Like, what, what what am I putting into? Tell me. What I want to know is what is this technology to make these genes three dimensional? Is it, do you, is it a prototype? Do you have an actual working three-dimensional model? Um, no, not quite yet. You know, the, the issue is that, you know, this has kind of been my dream to make it three-dimensional. Right now, it's kind of just doing the, like, the touch and the, and the sight thing. Like, we just kind of have, like, regular blue jeans right now. Called Bugle Boy. Wait, so... Let me just make sure I understand what's going on with these jeans. Um, okay. I did tune out quite a bit during your presentation. Okay, yeah, yeah, um, that's fair. The Do the jeans make the bugle sound when you put them on? Yes, in order for people to know um, that they are Bugle Boy jeans. If you saw the, the, the clip I played, the woman noticed that a man driving past her at a, a large speed was wearing Beagle Boy jeans. And how did she know that? Because she heard the Beagle Boy jingle. Ah, of course. Of course. Uh, the jingle that wasn't playing in that commercial that you showed us. It, no, it didn't quite play. Um, I don't know why. Uh, it's just supposed to be understood that that's what she heard. Yeah. And that's why yeah. she noticed I mean, the jeans. I mean, they said Beagle Boy jeans. Yeah, so it's obvious. Like, she f somehow picked up on the fact that they were Bugle Boy jeans. And she could see the jeans even no, though he was she driving. Didn't, she didn't really see them. She heard them. She just heard the jeans. So there is no technology where it's not because of the, like there's no technology with the jeans that helps sight of the jeans. It's No, I'm just saying that you can see the jeans if you are up close. But you can't see the jeans if you're driving by it quickly. You can only hear the jeans, and that's how you know they're Bugle Boy jeans. Got it. Okay. They're playing a little Bugle um, jingle. T talk to me about the production of this commercial. Where did you get the funds to produce this, and why did you cut corners on making the sound of the jeans, but you you know, you know, had the nice car, the nice landscape? What t right. Talk to me about the production of this, of this commercial. Um, well, so we are a multi-million dollar company, actually, funny enough. Um, for oh, oh, explain that, please, please. Uh, so for, for the year ended, um, in April, 1990, Beagle Boy earned $44 million on sales 
uh, of over 500 million, nearly do, um, nearly double the previous year. Nearly oh, double. So, sounds like you really need us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to be on TV. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like we really need to step in here. <laughs> you doubled your sales, and it's now close to $50 million. Uh, okay. Yeah. But so, so yeah, okay. we, we definitely have a lot of money for advertisement and, and stuff like that. So that wasn't an issue. Like, making that commercial was, honestly, it was no big deal at all. Okay, but again, so now we really need to harp back on this this evaluation here, so that we can, you know, I, so we can really figure this out. So you you nearly doubled your sales in a year. That's that's fine. So forty four million dollars in sale for that fiscal year. But you're projecting within the next year one hundred million dollars. <laughs> so where what is making up this ground? Is it the <laughs> Where we haven't introduced sound into the genes until okay, now. So okay, so all of the units that you have in production now, there is no sound component. No. I think it's just this one commercial. He's hoping to really elevate the the brand completely, which I get. You know, I understand. Enron Enron did a very similar thing. Okay, we're gonna try to incorporate sound. Genes are boring. Genes are so boring right now. No sound really emitting from them except for the zipper. I said. Okay, can, tell me about the technology. How does the sound happen? Um, you know, there's a little jingle that plays. If you, if you, um, <laughs> it's you know, bugles. Do you have any um any audio people uh, on board with your company to like who who do you have developing the sound? Um, yeah, yeah. For, for these, who's involved uh, with with the company? Oh, we have the latest people. We have um. Trent Reznor of the Nine Inch Nails developing sounds for us. We have um, Jermaine Dupree. We're trying to hit all these different markets. And they're all um, just going to be doing their interpretations of taps? Well, not just taps, but mainly taps and other bugle, famous bugle uh, songs. Do you own the license to taps? Oh. <laughs> Okay, here's the thing. No. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay. This is a big. This is a big hurdle. Okay. God, it's. Wish you would have told us that sooner. But okay. <laughs> this is, well, we. I think we can work around it. I think we can figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Guys, is this my dream? It's been my dream. I grew up um, going to a military academy where the only in the only music I could hear was played on a bugle, okay? I wasn't like other kids where they heard the latest and greatest, you know, pop songs on the radio. I didn't get to join in on that. I heard my music through the bugle. I am the bugle boy. And I want to, you know, I think that's important that my experience uh, translates to every kid around America. Well, I'm having a little trouble here. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm contemplating making you an offer. Okay. My, my, and, and you know, I may have to, I may have to discuss with uh, Den Master Danny here on some of his opinions. But you know, you know, 44 million in sales. You know, you know, what did you, what did you take home from that? Because I don't really see how two million is then going to push you over the edge and get you to where you need to be. <laughs> You know, I'm not a money's guy, so I mean, these questions are baffling me. I, I don't know. Um, I'm an ideas guy. I'm a bugle boy. How, how many so, people are in your company? 
Um, you have a few of my cousins, Rod and uh, Nick. <laughs> and um, Gabe. <laughs> my cousin Gabe. You know, um, it's mainly a family affair, but we have, um, you know, I don't know, over 10,000 uh, employees, I think. Oh, wait, wait, you're you're a part of the Cologne family? (laughs) Yes, sorry, my name is Dave Cologne. Oh, that's crazy. I know, I'm familiar with your other product, uh, Colon Cleanse. (laughs) Use it all the time. Great product. It's actually pronounced Cologne Cleanse, but thank Um, you. But despite the success, well, maybe despite the success is is the right word. Your company is doing incredibly well. (laughs) I guess so, yeah. And I... And try to be modest. Dan Master Brandon, I'm going to say this right now. He doesn't need us. He already, (laughs) you already have developed this insane technology that the world's never seen before. And you have 50 million in sales. You doubled from last year. There is no need for me. And for that reason, I'm out. Uh, Sorry to hear that. Damn. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, I think, I think, uh, I do think that uh, Dan Master Danny may have, you know, jump the gun a little bit here because I don't know if he has developed this technology. He still is not, I still do not really understand the physical implementation of the sound in the genes. Um, I, I just want to understand that. Is it a, like, is it, does it only work in the car? I, I also only wear suit pants and khakis, so I'm not, I'm not <laughs> I don't. Well, nothing to do with jeans and gen- that's like another thing. But really okay, well, okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm prepared so. to make you an offer. Well, yeah. well, let me let me tell you what, what we what we do. In the front pocket, the front pocket is big enough for a Walkman, and we supply a 40 minute continuous uh, tape of bugle sounds. Okay, bugle sounds, not playing songs sound songs it's a it's a mix um, and match of great bugle uh playing i'm prepared to oh and also you said jeans hadn't played rock and roll and my friend gene simmons would like a word with you um no <laughs> uh i'm prepared to make you an offer here okay okay but, uh, i, I want to make sure that you walk away confident in whatever your decision is because i, I just want to say that like I'm putting everything on the line with this one. I quit my job. Um, I'm putting everything on the line. <laughs> Wait, you had another job besides yeah, what this? What job did you quit? <laughs> You're doing great. Like I'm, I'm very familiar with Bugle Boy jeans. They're everywhere. Okay, like, well, I'm, I'm putting everything on the, the clothesline specifically. Uh, so, yeah. And I just want to also tell you that I'm, you know, I'm a Bugle Boy, of course, but I'm also a, f- a frugal boy. Um, <laughs> We've made very economically sound business decisions. Um, I just want to let you know. What, what was your other job, though? Um, I was a uh, bathroom valet attendant. Bathroom attendant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious about a bathroom valet. <laughs> so, okay. No, no, I've heard of this. People would drive up to porta potties and you would yes. park their car. That's a bathroom valet. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> exactly. I could see why the jeans business is doing a little better than, than that. Yeah. Probably not much of a market for people driving their cars up to porta potties to use the bathroom. That's what I'm saying. So I had I had to quit that job and work for Bugle Boy full time. Although I think you did have something there with the with the bathroom valet. That's <laughs> I'll have to talk to my some of my cohorts about that. Anyway, continue. Alright. I, I I'm willing to give you the two million dollars that you're asking for today. 
but okay i um am willing to accept that offer uh no uh because i do the, you know uh just the two percent uh evaluation is not gonna fly i do need at least 40 percent of the company and uh complete ownership and of the cologne family bugle Whoa. Wow. And, and with the contingency. I don't know if I can accept that. With the contingency that you will drop the audio technology completely because I am a 2D character and I jump spooky monsters all day and I want to wear jeans while I do it. You're nuts. You're nuts, Brandon. Brandon, (laughs) I appreciate your your counter offer. Is that what that's called? What you just did? I appreciate your counter offer. But I came in here with a dream, and I feel like you're crushing it. Um, so I will not give you the clone family uh, bugle. I will not give you anything more than I offered. <laughs> in fact, I feel like I'm doing better than you. I think the question should be, what can you do for me? This guy's got balls. <laughs> He's retracting. I'm, I'm Italian now. <laughs> this guy's got balls. <laughs> uh, oh no i think dave froze oh, oh wait no we're good we go. yeah okay. I froze for a bit okay froze from that cold offer yeah you know what? i'm gonna go my own way i realize i don't really need you guys <laughs> you guys talked me into this yeah you, 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 you never did successful. i don't know why, i don't know why you're here i don't i don't get it <laughs> um but it was cool just like talking and shop with you guys <laughs> sure hopefully you don't think i wasted your time or anything so we can maybe even just like we can like talk again, like just chop it up, go to uh yeah. If you if you bring Trent Reznor, I'll I'll be we can hang out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for uh, hearing me out, guys. It was a great opportunity, and uh, you you pretty much paid for my advertisement, I guess. <laughs> me rolling that clip on your show. So <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. Get out of the den. All right. Peace, peace out. out. so happy i just stepped outside of the den and i didn't take any offers or bs i walked out realizing i was the richest guy in the room and those are pretty successful people i mean ask jeeves enron those are major early to mid 90s companies and to reiterate this is taking place during that time period so ugh, i'm a little hungry so i think uh this bugle boy He's going to treat himself to a nice bagel boy right now in NYC. Thanks, Dadens. Presenter Danny, it seems like you were, or I'm sorry, Denmaster Danny, you know, now that we're in here alone, it seems like you just weren't, seems like you just weren't having it from the beginning. I know that you zoned out for like, you know, 60% of that pitch. So I, I you know, you kind of left me hanging out there to, you know, work the, <laughs> work the questions. You know, I'm just, I'm not really a numbers guy. I'm, uh, I am You're the, the idea guy. Yeah, I'm the CEO of Enron. I let my accountants handle all that. <laughs> no, I mean, as soon as I saw that it was jeans, I, you know, uh, not really my thing. Like I said, I'm more of a... It's not I wear, part of your wardrobe. Yeah, it's ne- yeah, never been part of my wardrobe. Even as a child, you know, I was always... Yeah. Even in the um, garage park, I never saw you in a pair of, of denim No, jeans. jeans. 
yeah, I, uh, not my thing. So, um, cool commercial. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, he should have introdu introduced us to that hot couple. Oh, yeah. And the car. That's what we should have asked for. Yeah. Where did that car go after the commercial? Yeah. See, like that. Oh, we also sell cargo uh, pants. <laughs> What are you still doing here? <laughs> yeah, get out of here. Bonaduce, get this just guy jeans. out of here. <laughs> you said cargo, so I was like, you know, we have other products too. Dan, I want you to really focus on this next one. I really want, because you have such a, you have such a mind for product and for, you know, what works in the market. I want to hear your ideas. You're the idea guy. Hey, as long as it's not clothing, I'm listening. I just got a call, got this sweet prototype for, uh, Crystal Pepsi. That's about to hit the mark. <laughs> that, that's something I can get behind. I'm talking food, <laughs> food and beverage innovations. I'm in. Yeah, I think it's time. Um, I think it's time to bring in another, another presenter. Yeah, I'm excited uh, for this next one. You know, jeans, clothing in general, not really for me uh, in terms of entrepreneurialism and investment. I think. Clothes are going away. I think give it give it ten years, nobody's wearing clothes anymore. That's it's all gonna be virtual, yeah. baby. Yeah, it's we're talking, yeah, screens covering bodies. It's uh, like all these the clothing brands, clothing stores, all gone. Oh, that screen. That's a good idea for a movie. Screen horror movie. It's didn't know you screen. Did, didn't know you were in the movie business as well. <laughs> I think I may make a teen slasher movie called Screen. <laughs> Screen. <laughs> well, what what'll happen? Why is it called Screen? Uh, spoilers. Oh. Is, <laughs> okay, you gotta. Okay, I understand. Yeah, you don't want to spoil why it's called Screen. <laughs> is um. Oh, is that? Whoa, is that plant blue? No, it's Screen. It's a little. <laughs> what do you like? <laughs> You like that one? Hey, hey, who is that? <laughs> hey, I always like to start him with, a, with some light uh, humor, some good it's humor. Gonna, it's going to be called Screen because it's going to be an interactive experience. One person at every screening will be murdered. Ooh. Whoa. I, kinda, I had like an idea of, similar to that that I'm trying out. Uh, hopefully it'll come out. It's called The Ring. Kind of similar idea. Interesting. You yeah. Know, yeah, but... The doesn't I have a good name. The name is not that good, though. Screen sounds better. Yeah, but the, the idea of people being murdered in movie theaters, that'll never happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's too... People... Listen, there's crazies out there. Not that crazy. They're not that crazy. Yeah. All right. All right. So, hey, guys. That was some fun little banter. We, I feel like we're already getting to know each yeah, other. I, I guess welcome to the show. Yeah. Hi, Dandens. I, thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Dave. Dave Cologne. Oh, that was the other guy. That was the other guy's name too. <laughs> oh, whoa. Well, this makes sense because I'm actually in perfumes. So, oh, uh, the name makes sense. I guess I, I'm also maybe I should be in, into colognes. But anyway, there's <laughs> yes. a connection there, right? So my name is Dave, and I want to get you guys addicted to opium perfume. Perfume. Wow. I'm listening. As an energy and gas CEO, I'm already intrigued. Um, I'm asking for an $8,000 investment for 2%. <laughs> <laughs> I 
of my company. I think we could swing that. <laughs> How about you, Dead Master Brandon? <laughs> oh, 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 I think I may have that in my shoe. <laughs> Get a load of this guy. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about my story with Opium Perfume. When I was a kid growing up in the small hillbilly town of Jackson, New Jersey, I once had a nightmarish fever dream that told me the best way to get people to buy fragrance uh, products was to prey on their weaknesses and break down their will to decide. Thus came the Rosemary's Baby-like devilish birth of the opium perfume. We have a very simple motto. Smell good, feel good. In fact, you can't feel good unless you smell good with our goods. Here's a little video that will hopefully hammer this motto home for you guys. So I'm going to roll a video, and I hope uh, you get the picture. Sorry, was it 2% again? It's 2%, yeah. yeah. Oh, my, 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 my favorite milk. milk. Yeah. yeah, it's my favorite milk. So. Nice. Me too. <laughs> Oh, wow, we have hey. a lot in common. Yeah, we're vibing. <laughs> Don't blow it with this video, though. <laughs> the listeners, that's a $400,000 evaluation of this company. I don't understand how that works. Here's the clip. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, very, uh, very interesting, um, uh, Darren. Um, oh, Dave Cologne, actually. Sorry. That's that's what I said. Okay, so <laughs> opium. Okay, so I was under the impression we're talking straight heroin in a bottle. Is that not the case? With this is this is perfume, or is is are you calling it opium? Or do you have more to say? I have, but I have okay, a lot well, of questions. Let's be, let's be clear. It's illegal to sell actual opium, uh, like the narco narcotics to the masses, hey. unless it's hey. under prescription from a doctor. <laughs> so our product actually does not contain addictive properties, but the name, but the name does uh, contain addictive properties. <laughs> it's all about suggestive marketing, folks. Yeah, suggestive, um, suggestive. We're doing opium. I got it. I got it. Say yeah, no more. I got yeah. it. Yeah. So in that, in that clip, there's this kooky lady. Um, she has a bizarre uh, Lynchian desire for this perfume. She's captivated by it. She's obsessed with it. She can't live without it. We want our customers to have this kind of intimate relationship with our products. And um, what kind of sets us apart from our competitors is our very um, distinct way of selling our perfume. Um, of course, you're going to see our product at the fragrance counters at your Macy's, your JCPenney's, your, your Turnpike rest stops. But a major part of our distribution model has been utilizing a street team sales force, you know, just going into communities, getting the brand out there, selling our product on the block, uh, in the cut. <laughs> You know, we're out there with the people, uh, just getting our brand out there. So uh, part of our investment um, is to pay off our dealers <laughs> and the cartel, the, the Mexican cartel. Plus, we have to bribe police informants, uh, members of the DEA. So, you know, that's part of what we're using, hopefully, your investment uh, 
four. Very exciting. Very intriguing. A lot of danger. This is what I'm all about. Yeah. The war on drugs is just like really happening big time right now. So it was probably the best time to get into the opium game. Um, yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's good that you right now that you have a partnership with the police. Like people are like in a really good spot, <laughs> you know, um, with the, with the police right now, people are, are in support of police and all, you know, the way they operate and, um, just all these different branches of law enforcement. That that's a good partnership, uh, to have people, you know, they're just generally trustworthy. And I think most of the American public feels that way. So very intriguing indeed. Thank you. Yeah. We're definitely going for that intriguing angle. <laughs> Thanks so much for picking up on that. Yeah. The, the commercial was uh, filled with intrigue. Who was, um, who was that uh, lovely lady putting on the perfume in the commercial? Ah, f- random French lady. <laughs> She's very talented, though. Indeed. Uh, Den, uh, Denny Brandon, um, what, uh, what do you think about this so far? <laughs> yeah, I've been staying quiet. You know, I want to, <clears throat> I just wanted to see where, you know, where your head's at. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to put myself out there before I know what you're prepared to do. But, um, you know, there are aspects of this that I'm definitely interested in. I think, uh, Dave answered some of the questions that I had. Okay. Well, um, Dunstan, the <laughs> eight. So you're asking for $8,000, is that is that right? Yeah, I mean, I'm open to getting more, too. So So what what is the plan for this $8,000? What is it going towards? What is it who are you paying off? What is this $8,000 going towards? Yeah, like I said, um you know, we have a lot of dealers. Um they're out in the streets. They're all over uh, our country right now just selling this stuff to um poor communities. We're kind of hitting that market. Um, people that are lesser off, but yeah, of course, you know, like police are already trying to get involved and trying to like crack down on what we're doing. So yeah, we have to pay them off. They really like bribes, you know, they're Mm -hmm. willing to kind of like work with us if we give them money. So we're kind of doing that. So I'm a little concerned, I'm a little concerned at your, at your, uh, who's monitoring your books here. I mean, if you're saying that you're worth not even a million dollars, you know, all the other drug enterprises I've been a part of. You know, that's chump change. $400,000, chump change. And, you know, especially for this type of product, I really think that somebody is screwing you down the line. You think so? Someone in your enterprise is taking advantage of you. That's all I'm telling you. All these people you're paying off, I think they're just laughing at you behind your back. Oh, man. Yeah, because I haven't really been making money yet from this business. Um, And I did read that in 1993, Americans spent over $7 billion on uh, heroin and opiates. Um, so I don't know. I, again, my product just shares a name with that stuff, but we kind of run it similarly to like a, <laughs> a drug business for some reason. Just like, you know, give that, da- give that danger to people, I guess. Well, yeah, um, it makes it feel exclusive. And I, I actually really think that's the best part of your business model. The yeah. problem is, is I don't know if other people in your enterprise realize that they are <laughs> not <laughs> distributing the product that they think that they're distributing. Yeah, I think there's some confusion. I think there's um, <laughs> been a lot of like opium, you know, perfume bottles that have not been distributed to um, our customers. So I think there is a little bit of confusion there. Um, maybe it's a management issue. We can, maybe you can help me with that too. Well, I'm, I, I, I want to jump in here before Dan makes an offer. I, I, I'd like to make an offer too. You know, I, I, I got out of the cartel game 
into the Kaitel game, and that's when I went to Hollywood. And I've been trying to get David oh. Lynch's number for you know quite a bit. I you know I tried to be a producer on Twin Peaks, and uh, I just couldn't get in touch with him. So I will give you the eight thousand dollars for David Lynch's number. Oh, just for his number. But I don't. Okay. But but uh. What about yeah, my I, business? Though, I'm not like really interested in. I'm not really interested in that. You're just more interested in I guess real drugs. I guess. Um, yeah, the, the Hollywood drug. All right, well, um, I'm willing to do that, yeah. But, I mean, I want to hear uh, presenter or Den Master Dan's uh, thing, too. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting offer by Brandon, but it's it's pathetic. Look, this business model, it's been proven to work, right? Maybe not, yes. the, maybe not for the product that he wants it to work for, but it works. It's been proven over time, over generations. This works. You have to pay off. Believe me, I'm the CEO of Enron. I, I, I know how these things go with these criminal enterprises. Well, so my cohorts have have hinted at, but whatever. We don't have to get into that right now. But I'm all about it. My one concern, I just have a question. How many murders so far have there been within your enterprise? Oh, yeah. It's a bit of an issue, actually. We've lost a lot of our team members through murder. Um, deals gone wrong. Yeah. Funny enough, I said eight thousand dollars. It's yeah. been eight thousand uh, employees have lost their lives um, selling our product. I got news Crazy. for you. I got news for you. What? I was cool with it as long as as it was under ten thousand. All good. Okay. <laughs> we're st- we're still good. I'll tell you what. Okay. I'm willing to put in eighty five hundred dollars. Ooh. Okay, sweeten the the pot there. I like I that. Do, I could do eighty five hundred for a ninety five percent stake. In, <laughs> but the, the thing is, I want a ninety five percent stake in your in, in your company, and I'll give you eighty five hundred dollars. Um. <laughs> Something is telling Bra- me not Brandon, to go with what that. I, Brandon, explain what I just said. <laughs> so essentially, Dan Dan wants to give. Dave, what Dave's asking for, plus $500 to own the majority of the company, which Dan is saying is worth maybe like $9,300. Correct. So from $400,000 to barely ten grand. Listen, D- Dave, I'm, I'm offering you eight grand for David Lich's phone number. You don't have to just walk away and do one deal. You can do two deals. David, think about what you could do with the extra 500 bucks. You could get out. I can get out. I can finally go legitimate. Yeah. Which is what I've been wanting to do. You're free. This racket is just like such a stress. I'll uh, take this whole entire so enterprise over over for you. Don't worry. Just give it to me. It's fine. I, I, I'm telling you this. If you, if, you, if you let Dan speak again, then I'm out. This is your chance. This is it. Or else I'm walking away. Can I put um, a gag on Dan? A mouth gag. And then take his money and take your money as well. You know what? Dan's kind of made me believe that I should get out of this game while I'm still alive. It's a deadly game, this opium business, this perfume fragrance business. All right. Well, you know, you're you've you've disrespected my offer. You could have taken it and also taken Dan's offer. There was. That's what I'm saying. I. Well, how did I disrespect you? I I didn't disrespect you. I'm out. You could have walked away with. uh, Sixteen thousand five hundred dollars. Well, guess what? David Lynch will never work with your ass.
<laughs> as long as I'm in the op the opium perfume business. I'll take in the gag out of Dan's uh, mouth. Ah, uh, thank you. Although it I was didn't. an apple, it was like an apple. <laughs> like for at a pig roast, there's an apple in the pig's mouth. It was like the same thing. Okay, appropriate. Yeah. Um, this is this is disappointing. Um, no, I want to take your offer. Oh, great. Um, and I was also going to ask, are there any, like, entry-level positions at Enron? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Give well, an accountant mail job. Room, yeah. yeah, mail room I'll even do. I'll do anything. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll connect you with HR. I'll, I'll have somebody, okay. they'll, they'll reach out. Yeah, I'll, I'll have somebody from HR reach out. Okay, so $8,500 plus the contact information for HR, and we have a deal. The, well, I'll take your email. They'll reach out to you. They'll 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 email <laughs> okay. you. All right. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Just give me your email, and or um, that might not really be a thing. Give me your uh, your home your landline phone. <laughs> okay, I will. <laughs> but please don't call uh, during dinner, which is like usually five through five to seven. That's that's my family time. <laughs> don't call. Mate. Don't bother me during those times. No, she, yeah. I mean she probably not even gonna call at all. So. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds all great. Good. All good. Great. Yeah, I get this opioid um, distribution. This entire deal, opioid distribution network now. Fantastic. I hope you don't mind. I usually deal in cash. So, can you make that out to cash? Uh, the eight thousand five. Oh yeah, I have that on me right now. I have it to my wallet. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Great. All right, I'll, nice. even throw in, I'll even throw in another few bucks for uh, for your time. Oh, I think <laughs> tipping me too. All right, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I'm throwing a tip. <laughs> yeah. All right, thanks guys. Um, great doing um, business with you. It was just fun to get the brand out there. I'm leaving this world behind, of course, the opium world. Uh, but uh, hey, hopefully Enron has a place for me. Probably not. <laughs> Sounds promising. There is an unpaid internship program, uh, but again, I'll have somebody from HR. Okay. All right. Great. We, yeah. All Reach right. Out. I got. Thanks, I got. Thanks I, so much. Here's I have your information. information. Yeah. 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 Just, yep. All right, cool. All right, um, please, please get out of here. All right, uh, see you guys. Bye. And don't forget to OD on opium perfume. You, you don't have a say anymore. <laughs> all right, thanks, guys. Nice meeting you. You're really glad you took charge there. You know, I didn't really want to say it on the air, but you know, I didn't really leave the the cartel enterprise behind, and I just can't get involved. You know conflict of interest with the other territory that you know i'm involved in it's just it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be right for me to uh be a part of two different drug enterprises it's a perfume company man i don't know <laughs> i don't he made that clear it's a perfume company i don't know what you're what you're getting at here um yeah i mean you don't have to wink at me we're not on camera anymore it's cool i, I get it i i you know i can't wink you know i don't know how to wink <laughs> how many times you know that Listen, I took 95%. What about, uh, do you, do you want the other 5%? <laughs> it's just, just, just take it away from that guy, Dave. But I still have the 5%. Uh, he, well, you didn't read the fine print. Uh, yeah, you that, didn't read the fine print. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll take, I'll take that 5%. All right, great. Yeah. So, and you know, we could talk about it. Maybe it grows over time. Who knows? Yeah. I probably made just a couple hundred bucks right now. It's great. Awesome. Thanks. I mean, that's great. So, uh, uh, <laughs> That's all we have today, I guess. <laughs> For the first episode of Danden's Den. Yeah, so that was the uh, first entry into the Danden's Den, the uh, Shark Tank, but if 90s. But if. 
And uh, I'm formally uh, signing off as presenter Brandon. Right. Out, outside of Dan, presenter Danny, signing off. Thank you for joining us. And this is uh, your presenter, Dave. Um, it was just great to get those those amazing 90s uh, products out there again. Uh, get their name out. So glad to do that. Glad to be a corporate chill. Um, <laughs> Dave Cologne, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. for listening to Dan and Brave Presents. You can follow us on Twitter at Dan and Brave and on Instagram and Facebook at Dan and Brave Presents. God bless you all. And long live Dan and Brave.